You know what that is? That's a funeral march. Welcome to Full Rigor. I'm Jennifer Ross. I'm Karen Curtis. We've been working together, Jen and I, for over 30 years on and off. I hate to admit wow, that. Really? It's been that long? This should be the music at our funeral. <laughs> <laughs> no, I want happy music at my funeral. I have my entire playlist planned out for my funeral. What is it? The soundtrack from Staying Alive? <laughs> <laughs> well, this is our full rigor podcast, and it is about Florida true crime. And today we're talking about 101 ways to get rid of a body, just in case you have one lying around. Oh, that's easy. Or for that matter, what body? <laughs> Here in Florida, we have weird ways that people get rid of bodies in the Gulf Stream, out in the Everglades. We're going to discuss all that. It happens around here all the time. Yes. They find bodies in the Everglades. They find bodies in the woods. They find bodies in canals. It happens every day. Specifically South Florida, because WFTL are the call letters for our radio station, which right. means where Florida true crime lives. Oh. It's an acronym. Okay. Very nicely done. Thank you. So there are so many different ways to deal with the departed because it happens to all of us. So this applies to everybody. But some people die naturally in their sleep, which I hope is what happens to us. But some people get whacked and, you know, <laughs> rubbed out. And then they never find their bodies. They don't find them or it's hard to get rid of a body. It's hard to dispose of a body. Well, if, if you consider that you need special saws to cut through bones... So you would need all kinds of things. Uh, first, you need all the plastic to wrap it in. Then you got to figure out where you're going to dump okay, the no, body. Slow down, because <laughs> it's on, you're Italian, so I think you might have some of this in your past. <laughs> Jennifer Ross. You never find any bodies at my house. Just what, saying. What body? Yes. Well, you have the perfect place to get rid of a body. As, you've got a pond. You've got, as you've got animals that can eat them. As I've always told every boy that ever dated any of my daughters, I have a lot of land, I have a shovel, a gun, and no one's going to miss you. It's that simple. <laughs> Good grief. They were always very nice after that. <laughs> I bet they were. Yes, Mrs. Rouse. Uh, so again, dying is a fact of life, and the disposal of the body is also a fact. So, you know, you've got the traditional ways, funeral. I would prefer to be cremated myself. But when you die, things start happening right away. Like full rigor, that's the name of the show, the podcast. Right. So there are five stages of rigor mortis. Did you know that? No, I didn't know that. So when do we get stiff? Yeah, that's what I want to know. Uh, actually, this is kind of scary because your body starts to get stiff two to three hours after you die. Which then becomes a problem if you're trying to dispose of the body. So true. After 12 hours, you're done. You're as stiff as a board everywhere. But then it goes away. Yeah, then it dissipates after 48 hours. Okay, so how do you know this? Well, because I did some research on it, but okay. also, you know, when like livestock, when my father took me to a slaughterhouse when I was four. I'm sorry, at four. Yeah, what he's like. What a nice what guy was he, he is. Thinking, <laughs> but nice. they don't allow the animals that we eat to go into rigor mortis because that would be a major problem. So it's like a whole process right then and there. Which I know is kind of gross, but that's we're going to just be full of fun facts here on Full Rigor. I, I, I never knew that because a friend of mine was a huge pig farmer in Ohio, and they tried to take me into the slaughterhouse. I was like, no, I'm no, not it's there. really yeah. it's it's rough. Yeah. It's very rough. But the reason why I wanted to do 101 ways to get rid of a body on this podcast is it started when I was working at Channel 25 WPBF here in West Palm Beach about 28 years ago. Right behind me was the wire. And it would, you know, spit out stories as it does. And now we're all computer, but back then it was typewriters and 
yeah. wire service. Wire services. Rip and read. And a story came over the wire about a couple who were in Orlando and they killed somebody and they froze the body. You know, I guess he could have just waited for rigor mortis. And then they wood chipped the body. Sounds like Fargo. Oh, my goodness. And then they put the chips into cement blocks that they then dropped along the turnpike as they headed south to Key West at the mile markers. There's their mistake. They dropped it in a public place. Well, no. Their mistake was they got to Smoky. what is it, uh, the Ernest Hemingway bar? Oh, okay, yeah. The bar in uh, Key West, and they started bragging about it. Oh, see, but see, they would have gotten caught, though, because they left it out in plain view. It's somebody just a block of cement. Yeah, but somebody would have figured it out. Well, so you now... Know. Joe, I, we don't see him anymore. He's in a bunch of blocks. Sloppy, <laughs> so is it Sloppy Joe's? Sloppy Joe's. Yeah, so I, uh, I got thinking. This got the wheels turning. That's an interesting way to get rid of a body. Well, don't you remember all the old mobsters? They used to say they put them in the cornerstones of buildings. Oh, yes, that's holding up the whole building. Yeah, remember? That was the big way to get rid of them. They put you in cement. Well, they're, But they didn't chop you up first. They just put you in a hole. <laughs> so it had to be a big building. So here in South Florida, there are many ways. I'm not giving people ideas. This is just ways that have already been utilized that I'm just telling you because, you know, okay. God forbid someone says, oh, I learned it on Paul Regger. <laughs> Great. They'll make you an accessory. Yeah. This is Karen Curtis's show. I'm just a guest. Yeah, she's the sparkle. <laughs> she's the sparkle of death. I don't know about the sparkle of death, but jeez. <laughs> so um, sort of like a burial at sea like Osama bin Laden received. Yeah, you know what? I, I would assume eventually, you know, you bloat out and then the fish eat you or the sharks or well, whatever. And there's some problems with that. But the Gulf Stream that we have here mm-hmm. is ideal because it'll carry you up to Cape Cod, you know, yeah, before you know Maine. it. Correct. Yeah, so, if you ever wanted to die in New England, that's a hell of a way to go. Throw yourself in the bottom. Yep. Dump yep. you in the ocean. There you can, go. You can't legally do that, though, here, can you? No. Okay, I'm just asking. Yeah, there are legal ways, and we'll get into that. But, <laughs> just asking. Uh, but uh, yeah, rivers, I... Once I researched and found rivers were good, a good way to get rid of a body because the river pushes it down. But no, rivers are not a good way to get rid of a body. It, uh, it Oh, will, you'll eventually show up on a shore somewhere. Correct. Or a dam. Or you'll get caught in something. Right. You're going to get caught in something. So that's not a good idea. Also, the Scott Peterson method. Oh, well, I was going to say, with Lacey Peterson, he dumped her in the middle of the ocean and she's still washed up on shore. Well, in the bay. And so, and then he had tied cement around her neck and her hand, her arms and legs, and all that came off. But her body, and then the baby Connor's body came up. It eventually, with water, what happens is that you float and you bloat and you come ashore. So that's not a good way. And another guy who was just killed, a whale ate him, and they found his. Someone caught the fish and found the arm, and they were able to get the DNA, and they were able to solve the case because some a fish ate him. Yes. Wow. But if you dump uh, a body in water that has no oxygen or is really cold, that's going to preserve the body. So that's not good either. Okay. What about a body of water that's very warm? Wouldn't that make you decompose at a much faster rate? Yes. The smell would probably alert somebody. Exactly. (laughs) And we're talking about 101 ways to get rid of a body. And I'll tell you what the biggest problem is. Bodies are very difficult to get rid of because we, you know how much blood we have in our body? A lot. Like nine pints for women, 12 pints for men. What does that mean? That's one and a half gallons of blood. Oh, jeez. That's a lot of blood. That's a lot to get, yes. So when you die, you start to decompose. You stink, of course. Oh, it's horrible. Uh, you attract scavengers and insects. 
And so for those reasons, we need to dispose of the body properly. But when you've killed someone or you have, you know, an unfortunate dead body in your house and you need to get rid of it, you know, you can take it to a landfill, it rolled up in a rug. Uh, we have people left in suitcases out here in the Everglades, you know. Those are horrible ways. Yeah. That's terrible that you do that to somebody's body. But do you get caught if you dump it in the landfill? And no Sometimes one, no. You know, if, if no one's looking for the person. It's, yeah. It, it, wouldn't you be able to get away with that? But they have ways of tracing back, just letting you know, to like the quadrant this truck dumped here, you know, and then they can trace it back to where it would have come from. It's right. harder and harder to commit a crime nowadays with all the cameras and all the technology and all the computers. And DNA. And DNA. It's very, very difficult. Um, I, this is so gross. I didn't want to talk about it. That case with the baby in the cemetery. No. Okay. We're moving on. All right. It's <laughs> maybe about death, but we're not going that way. No, we're okay. not. Okay. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. So, um, so the disposal consists of two parts. You have to get rid of the soft tissue, which, you know, Dahmer, Jeffrey Dahmer. Okay. He yeah, dissolved he... it in acid and all that good stuff. Um, and then the skeleton, that can remain intact for thousands of years under certain conditions. Even yeah. if you, like, throw someone in a wood pile and burn it. No, oh, yeah, bones don't ever go away. Yeah, so that's, They're around that's forever. very difficult. So you're going to get rid of them. The only way you can get rid of them, I'm telling you, is cement and the cornerstone's the best way. Well, here's some of them. Thank you, Miss uh, <laughs> Miss Mafioso. Uh, so we have the dissolution that Jeffrey Dahmer used, cannibalism, which he also did. Just eat it, you know. Oh, my God. <laughs> Grinding into small pieces for that's disgusting. disposal in nature so you can send it down the sewer system. Grind it. Well, why couldn't you? Okay, if you're going to go through that effort to grind up a body, why don't you put it like in a plastic container and then take it out to the woods and dump it so the animals eat it? That's another one. Very, very good. Abandonment, it's where a body will degrade or be eaten by uh, insects or animals or whatever, or throw in a volcano. Quicksand or a crevasse. It's a good okay, one. Okay, I got a volcano in my backyard. <laughs> I'll use that, no problem. Or feed to animals like pigs or flesh-eating insects like Ted Bundy did. Right. Mm-hmm. Or indefinite storage, like a, a freezer. Some people do that. Yeah, but you put somebody in a freezer. Say you get the freezer in your garage or you put it in a storage unit. Somebody eventually is going to find it. Either you're going to die or somebody's going to come looking for you to say, hey, yo, where's Joe? I haven't seen him in six months. Yeah. And they realize you got a new freezer in your garage. Plus, if you freeze them, they stay intact. Yeah, you're just well, preserving well, like the Walt body. Walt Disney, exactly. yeah. cryogenic, so that's another way. But I watch uh, forensic files a lot, and one case was a woman that she killed her boyfriend-husband because she you know, didn't want to lose her Lexus and her mansion. Oh, wonderful. She didn't want to live in a condo and drive a Honda Civic, which is what <laughs> I do. So she'd rather kill the guy than be me. So she kills him <laughs> and then wheels him into a U-Haul and puts him in a freezer. Really? Yeah. Can you believe that? Oh, are you kidding me? So not such a good idea, though, because you still have to get rid of the body eventually. One word, Jeff Bezos. Look at the the girlfriend he's got. I'm yeah. just saying. Yeah. Money buys a lot of love. Exactly. <laughs> just saying. Exactly. But there are different ways, obviously, in literature that bodies have been disposed of. If you go back to Edgar Allan Poe. What did he do? He's a... You've not read his stories? No, well, I, I don't remember him getting rid of bodies, two, There's two separate stories that he... He spells out how to get rid of a body. Really? One is the Casca Montalado, which you probably would love that because it's about a 
you know, wine cellar down below. And really? He puts him in the wine? No, he kills Fortunato at, and, uh, as a revenge, and he bricks him in to wow. the cellar. And in, he's there for 50 years, and may he rest in peace. Ooh, and the other one is the tel- Telltale Heart. Well, not so much because he's behind the, you know, he's bricked in. Uh, the other one is um, the Telltale Heart, where he, his neighbor, he's, he just does not like his neighbor because he has like a milky blue eye that keeps looking at him. Right. Ooh. He's ogling him. <laughs> in, this is in 1843, and he, uh, with precision, he kills this guy. It's the perfect crime. He dismembers him. He hides the body in the floorboards. Wouldn't that stink, though? Come on. You would think. But the eye comes back. No, the heart. Oh. <laughs> the telltale heart. He, hear, he hears a thumping sound. It's his own guilt. Oh. And he, has, he pulls up the floorboards and pulls them up. It was all because of the milky blue eye. But I thought that was kind of interesting. Well, does he? At least he had some guilt. Does he kill himself after all that, though? No. Oh, okay. I figured but he's, maybe he that's, went nuts. He, he yeah, made him go crazy. crazy. So uh, this is a podcast about 101 ways to get rid of a body. It's called Full Rigor with Jennifer Ross and Karen Curtis, and it's our debut podcast. We'll get it down. But uh, yeah, we have fun. We've known each other a long time. I'm just here. I'm the color analyst. Yes, you are. So Karen does all the work. Oh I no, just, I just listen. No, because you you can add to it. And now there. Are, okay, so there are ways to get rid of body, obviously that are legal, which are um, you know Viking burials, the What's ship that? burial where you set them on fire, send them out to sea. Tree that's ba- legal. Is tree. that legal in the United States? In, no, probably in. Because my daughter in Norway. keeps on saying she wants a Viking burial. Now I know what that means. How about a tree burial? Oh, are those those pods you can buy? Yeah, the, well, the indigenous tribes in many of the parts of the world uh, discovered the best way to dispose of a dead body was to put them high up in a tree. Oh, God, no. They do this in Australia, British Columbia, and the American Southwest and Siberia. Siberia? A, a, uh, well, you'd a tree be, burial. It would be, be a tree. It would be a body tree because nothing so damn cold. Can you imagine? No, I don't. No, I was talking about... And, and somebody sent it to me. It's a, called a tree pod, a burial oh, pod. Okay. And you put, go inside this pod, and they bury you, and there's a sapling, like, on top, and you become a tree. Oh, so, so you're, you okay, so yeah, you're, so you're like, like you're, the food for the tree. Yeah, you're one with I the like earth. I like that. But uh, they sell them, but I don't know if it's legal. <laughs> My kids keep on telling me they're going to get me a pod. To be a tree. To be a tree. If you were a tree, what kind of tree would you be? Dogwood. A dogwood. I would be a bedwood. Anyway. Be big and mighty. Excuse me. <laughs> but the, the tree burial, you're wrapped uh, in a shroud or cloth and you're placed in the crook of the tree to decompose. These are disgusting ways know. to get rid of bodies. Less, I hate to tell you. less common disposal by exposure, the burial by sea, like Osama bin Laden. They didn't want to have a place where people could go to his grave. Oh, they figured they'd tear it apart, right? Or they might go and genuflect. So they uh, just slid it off into the sea. I remember that. Yeah. Uh, and you can drop it overboard from a ship, plane, or a form of burial that uh, the Navy uses generally. Uh, also, you can donate your body for study. I don't want people tearing me apart. I took, uh, you know, pre-med stuff in, at Ohio State, oh. and we would get the bodies after the medical school students. Oh, man. So they had no head. Oh, God. And they were already cut into like a billion pieces because the medical students had already gotten to them. Ours was called, uh, what did we call them? 
Sophocles or something like oh. that. I don't know. He had a name. But I, I reeked of formaldehyde. <laughs> of course, it was a Greek <laughs> I philosopher. Re- I reeked of, uh, reeked, formaldehyde. reeked of formaldehyde for weeks and weeks and weeks. Well, that's another way to get rid of a body. Just put it in formaldehyde. Anyway, uh, so you can donate it. Uh, and, you know, the after embalming, it lasts several years, so that works. How about this one, though? Space burial. See, now, I would do that because I won't go on it alive, but you can shoot me up in a rocket when I'm dead, no problem. Yeah, so in cases of war, genocide, or natural disasters, including disease epidemics, large groups of people have been buried in mass graves or in plague pits, uh, or you can be shot up in space. Oh, I thought they were doing it. Didn't somebody, didn't Gene Roddenberry go up in space? His ashes? Yeah. I thought they did. I think so. I mean, how appropriate, the guy who created Star Trek, so. Yeah, sorry, space burial is one thing, and then in case of genocide. Then they throw you in a big pit. And you go into a big pit. Uh, And then, of course, dismemberment, which is always a fun way to get rid of a body. Um, but again, as I was saying, problems. There are definite problems if you've if there's a murder and you've got like blood in the house. Because remember, you have 1.5 gallons of blood. That's a lot. Of, you know, you don't realize that's a lot of blood. And you try to clean it up. No matter what you do, there is always blood somewhere. Correct. And now they've got luminol. They yeah, can it's... find it. Even if you think you've cleaned it, you can't see the blood. It will still light up like a Christmas tree when you turn the lights off with luminol. Yeah, you can bleach the crap out of it. Doesn't do any good. And the fact is that uh, you know it's notoriously hard to clean. It stains fabric. It seeps into carpet. It binds to almost everything it touches. So it's really, really, really difficult. But you know what they've discovered? Some household cleansers can remove all traces of blood, Come which on, may really? be what Scott Peterson did, because they found nothing. Wow! Right? See, I think he just strangled her, though. I don't think he like beat her. You don't think there was any blood? No. So uh, if you use these products to clean up after yourself, then police will have a hard time finding evidence. And so Oxy Cleaners. You know the Oxy? Are you kidding me? Yes. This is the key. It's not the bleach. It's Oxy Cleaners. And this is why. And I'm not giving you an idea. I'm just telling you. These are just facts, okay? Well, I'm thinking if somebody's listening to this podcast, they're, they're devising the perfect murder. Okay. Well, these cleaners use oxygen and water to attack stains, including blood, okay? So some... They clean over 101 stains on multiple surfaces. Sounds good, but they found there's a downside because the OxyCleaners even go beyond getting rid of the visible stains. They can find traces of blood that are invisible to the naked eye, and these OxyCleaners make the invisible traces of blood unrecognizable to most common blood-detecting tests. Holy you know cow. how like, they use right. that swab and it'll uh-huh. turn purple? So three standard tests for picking up blood rely on the protein in the blood, which is hemoglobin. So the protein loves oxygen. Holy cow. So in the body, it's hemoglobin's job to grab oxygen and carry it from the lungs to the brain, obviously, and the rest of the body. But the new OxyCleaners flood a blood stain with oxygen. And once the protein gets its fill of oxygen, it won't even bother to attach and snatch from oxygen investigators like the blood detecting tests do. Wow. So it's already busy with the OxyCleaner. Well, you better buy a lot of OxyClean if you're planning on killing somebody. This means the test will come up negative. That's incredible. Is that something? That's incredible. Yeah. So I'll tell you what. But you know, all religions use some way to get rid of a body. You know, it may not be in the various circumstances, but you know, the Egyptians used mummification. 
Well, look at the, you know, look at their technique. That's how many thousands of years old. They have these mummies they find today that are fully intact. You can tell King Tut was a redhead. Did you know that? And he had freckles. No. Yes. Really. They figured that out. So, um, what's interesting about mummification? I actually did a story on it uh, when I was a health reporter, and they. <laughs> They were mummifying some bum. They found the body in a bush here in West Palm. Oh, come on. Yeah, they were. It's a, you know, it's a process. You can actually ask to be mummified. There's a, there's a company, oh, there's a company that will do it. Just like stick me on the fireplace mantle. <laughs> yeah. We'll put grandma no, over there in the need, corner. You need a sarcophagus. Oh, so you put the sarcophagus on the mantle of the fireplace. Well, yeah, you'd be I more want, like in the middle of the room. Yeah, well, I'm sorry. I don't I don't want a dead body staring at me out of any kind of enclosure. Well, get this. It, mummification was reserved for the upper class, so don't worry oh, about well, it. <laughs> <laughs> so the Egyptians believed mummification preserved the soul for its journey in the afterlife. Okay, yeah, sure. And then we spoke about cryonics uh, freezing and, you know, Walt Disney's quest for immortality. He had his body frozen. So it would be, you know, maybe they could come up with some technology after you die that they can reverse the phenomenon of death and bring I, you back. I, you know, it, it, it sounds good on paper. I just can't imagine that works. Yeah, I don't think so. And isn't your brain, you died. Isn't your brain dead? You get no oxygen in it. I granted, I know they get you frozen. Oh, and this head transplant stuff? Yeah. Forget it. Yeah. And they, they said they've cut the heads off of dogs and reattached them. This is so wrong. Oh, God. And no. that they can, like, walk? Fluffy. <laughs> and it, but it costs like $100 million to do it. Yeah, I know. It's number yeah. one, you need the money. But number two, do you really want Fluffy's head on another dog? No, I, you know, uh, come on. You know, that's sick. Plastination. You know, when you go to the, have you ever been to that exhibit where they have the, the Chinese? bodies that are all plasticized no oh yeah send your corpse on a tour of museums around the world <laughs> oh my god it was developed by german scientist gunther von higgins okay wait a minute i went to one of these displays in in las vegas yes was that what i was looking at right yes oh my god you you uh you it was horrible dissect the body into bits and bomb it yeah. with the hardening fluid and uh, the reposing body into various educational positions yeah no I saw it. It was like, no, 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 no. But it's a way. Uh, Did you know that even the early humanoids, the Neanderthals, they used to bury their dead in caves, which I think is interesting. That is interesting. Maybe Mm -hmm. they were trying to save you from the bears. (laughs) I don't know. I'm just trying to. The woolly mammoth. (laughs) The woolly mammoth. (laughs) So those are just some ways, but... You know, this is not just to give you an idea of what to do in case it happens. It's just to give you a couple of tidbits. Did you know that 15% of your body mass is skin? No, really? 15%. Wow. So if you're a big person, is it 20%? Probably. Wow. Yes. I never knew that. Yes. So what happens with the skin? Are you trying to tell me that, like, you know, you can't get rid of that? You can burn it. Well, that's the thing. There's the two things. You have the skeleton and the teeth and then the soft tissue. Right. And in mummification, they take out all the soft tissue, the brain and the heart and everything. And they just, because all that stuff causes like this fomenting and, you know. Oh, and you blow. It's a mess. Yeah. It's a mess. So basically. they take that all that out. Yes. And then what do they stuff you with? I think the organs are put into jars that are also then put into the crypt or the pyramid. But a series of CT scans that were performed on a 2,400-year-old mummy in 2008 revealed a tool was left inside the cranial cavity of the skull. The tool was a rod made of an organic material that was used to break apart the brain to allow it to drain out of the nose. Lovely. Finally, speaking about 100 ways to get rid of a body, uh, you know, we've talked about literature. We've talked about when there's 
you know, natural cause of death. And basically you have a funeral or you're embalmed or you're cremated or you're mummified. And then we've talked about, you know, homicide and suicide and how to get rid of a a pesky body in the living room. <laughs> Move Aunt Ethel. She's <laughs> taking up space again. Put her on the hood of the car <laughs> in the rocking chair. <laughs> I'm sorry, we're not making fun of death, but it no, happens to all of us, okay? Yes. Okay, it happens all. But finally, what about the bodies that were never found? Oh, the first one I think of is Jimmy Hoffa. Correct. And some of the... He, he, this happened in, in Detroit, actually. Jimmy Hoffa was offed. Well, right yeah, there. He, yeah, he was meeting somebody. I forget who it was. Yeah. He was meeting somebody in a parking lot, and, and then he went into the restaurant, and then no one ever saw him again. It was kind of like, that was it. Bye. See you later. Correct. And so they believe that he was rubbed out, but what <laughs> did they do with the body? That's the question. Well, um, remember, what, what, what football field was he in the end zone? Giant well, they were saying it was a giant stadium, but... Um, it's no, not clear. No, I think they actually x-rayed it because they got so tired of hearing about it, they x-rayed it and they finally said there's no body in the end zone. No, so some of the some people have, you know, kind of hypothesized that one person said that he was actually taken to a sausage making factory in Detroit. Oh my god, somebody ate him. Yeah. Oh my god. Like Soylent Green. Remember Soylent oh Green? God. Yes. Oh my god. So with uh, Jimmy Hoffa, they said one criminologist believes that he was lured from the parking lot where he was to meet with mafia leaders okay. and taken to a nearby property owned by the mafia member, Carlo Licata. Okay. okay. And this was in the Detroit area. And Bulacato claims that Hoffa was then murdered at the property before he was transported to a nearby crematorium. Oh. But somebody else, Bulacato says, or he was possibly taken to a sausage factory in Detroit. Oh, jeez. The other body that has never been found, well, you know, obviously religion is, but Jesus, they put him in the cave with the stone, rolled it and run, and then they opened it up and the body was gone. It was gone. That's right. Okay. The ascension. The ascension. Yes. Wow. Kind of interesting, right? But, uh, you know, Adam Walsh was from down here and his oh, father, I remember. We I searched the woods with thousands of other people looking for that child. His father, John Walsh, started America's Most Wanted, but his son was taken from a mall here in South Florida, and they found his head. That's it. They never found the body. In a canal, yes. Right. That's so he, horrific. It is horrific. But even then, you see, I mean, it's you, it was, part of him was still found. Well, it makes you wonder that did alligators eat the rest of him? Right, where's the rest of them? Yeah, you know, uh, it, what happened to it? I, re I remember when they found the head, it was horrible. Yeah, a light. there's always a South Florida connection, and that's why we're doing this podcast called Full Rigor. We will rigorously and fully investigate all the weirdest, craziest Oh, my God. Stuff. And we do. We have the worst ones in the world. Uh, the first one that comes to mind, there's so many, but more recently than most, is the Marine who killed his ex-wife. right. And then they, they, the cops, you know, in retrospect, they, when they came back and did interviews, they said they knew instantly it was him. They just didn't know where the body was. Correct. So they built their case around this guy who was still stationed. Was he stationed in Alabama or something? Yes. Georgia, something like that. And he finally cops a plea with the cops and says, sure, I'll show you the body. You take the death penalty off the table. I think what did he show? Just part of the body, not the right. whole body. He they found one, one or two barrels. Well, we will end this podcast about one hundred and one ways to get rid of a body with one of the most interesting ways. If you recall, the woman from Delray Beach, 
Isabella Hellman was on a sailboat with her husband, Louis Bennett, and they were sailing from the Bahamas over to Florida. And suddenly, uh, somehow, she was up top. He says he was down sleeping. They hit something in the middle of the Atlantic, and the boat started taking on water. And he went up top, and he says he didn't find her. And he was able to get into a fully inflated, you know, dinghy with a EPIRB and stolen coins and a satellite phone and... Yeah, everything else, but couldn't find his wife. Couldn't find her. (laughs) So... Coast Guard found him, picked him up, but they never found her. The Coast Guard did take a photo of the boat and put an EPIRB on it, but it sank in the middle of the ocean. So <sighs> you've lost the crime scene wow. and you have no body. And then what was at the center of this was their child. They had a little baby together and they had just gotten married. He wanted to raise the baby one way. She wanted to raise it another. So he got rid of mama. And then he took a plea deal. He only got like eight, nine years because they couldn't go to trial. Why? Nobody. Nobody, no crime scene. It sank. Wow. There you have it. Wow. So he'll be out in a couple years and he will have custody of the baby and bada bing, bada boom. I'm never going on a boat now. Thank you. <laughs> so, hope you enjoyed it. I hope you're dying to hear the next one. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> and that's it for this episode of Full Rigor with Karen Curtis and Jennifer Ross 101 Ways to Get Rid of a Body. There you have it. Well, thank you very much. And we'll (laughs) leave you with the funeral march. (laughs) 